0: Oh my goodness, y'all. It's been a week since I uploaded a new episode. I'm so sorry. I've been busy doing absolutely nothing, but I'm back now. Hey, okay, okay, okay. Okay, look, so we're doing something different. I love a good little Q&A type episode, okay? But we're still in small audience territory. So I thought I would just find some questions online that I thought were cool and answer some of them and yeah maybe this is like the beginning of a new little series you know just something we could do from time to time to keep the conversation casual but interesting and also you know feed the little ADHD brains out there that like to talk about a lot of different things at once so yeah this is a freely speaking q a sesh if you will (laughs) okay guys so i just got off work actually i'm recording this at 9 40 p.m and the sleepiness is hitting me but i'm hoping talking is gonna just wake me up so i'm gonna have a lot of yawns to cut out later but okay so first question we're gonna start off a little Uh, i have so many questions y'all okay so i have a list of 40 questions we're definitely not answering them all because that would take literally forever to edit but I'm just like randomly gonna go through and pick ones that catch my eye and that catch my attention. and we're gonna we're gonna start with something light. Let's see what let's see what we have on the list here. Um let's see, let's see. okay, what is your favorite type of music and why? okay, guys, so I take I take music very seriously, okay? I love a good pop song and I love a good, you know the good trending songs that everybody else loves, but I also really, really love R&B and alternative R&B. Um, and that's really what I've been listening to heavy too. I don't know if you guys know the chilled R&B playlist on Spotify. I have it on repeat. Oh my gosh. And my favorite song lately, um, has been oh my gosh what is this song called i know the song is called favorite which is ironic because it's my favorite song right now but it's called favorite by i think his name is el hay let me see look when i need to check the facts on my spotify on repeat okay yeah it's the song is called favorite by um El Hay and Xavier Omar oh my gosh can't stop listening to that song I really love Super Paradise by Destin Conrad and Masego as well and then also y'all I have had Leon Thomas's uh, song Treasure in the Hills on repeat y'all y'all know that's Andre from Victorious Andre done put some special sugar in that song that song oh so good such a good song but yeah it's really been r&b heavy lately and i i would say that's like my genre of choice i don't know why at the end of the year spotify rap is always like rap or something random like that i like rap obviously but i'll be r&b heavy i love old school r&b new school r&b alternative like anything r&b that's my jam brent Fayez is like one of my favorite artists um aaron ray who else i've I've been loving destin conrad a lot lately as well who else we got i love music i have to have music on at all times like i mm -mm. a podcast music gotta be on i've been loving mariah the scientist um who else who else else? i don't look i don't even know my own music taste i'm looking on my playlist to cheat but yeah those are the top the, the top ones I think Brent Fias has been my top artist like years in a row last year I want to say it was Don Tolliver because again somebody put that special sugar in that um lovesick album that was such a good album but yeah that's probably I'm gonna just say R&B and b was the answer to the question I didn't took four minutes just to answer it okay next question next question let's see here what made me choose 40 questions I know I'm not about to answer 40 questions. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite way to let to bro? Can I talk? What is your favorite way to relax and unwind? Oh my goodness. Another opportunity for me to talk about yoga. (laughs) Y'all I would never, I would never shut up about yoga. Okay. Yoga is something that is so relaxing for me and it's all I want to do. Like any free day, any free time, let me see if I can schedule a yoga class real quick. Like, it's so therapeutic, so peaceful. I just, that's my favorite way to relax and unwind. And you're also getting a little, people be underestimating yoga. You get a little workout in there. I didn't realize how much ab strength I lack until I started, until I started taking yoga. Okay, with yoga aside, I'm not going to make a whole nother segment about yoga. I like to go, I don't know, I like to go to local coffee shops and just, you know, enjoy the ambiance. I like to paint when I'm in the mood and I'm not in just like an overly self-critical state, I guess. Anything creative, I love doing that to relax and unwind. Again, listening to music. I like to go get a cute little pedicure every now and then if the funds are available, Uh, just like little stress-free activities that I can just do to, you know, take my mind off things. That's what I, that's how I like to relax and unwind. I'm not a big drinker. Yeah, I can't even tell you like my favorite drink or anything. I don't smoke for real. I mean, you know, I have a little CBD product every now and then, a little CBD THC product every, (laughs) every now and then, but I don't smoke or drink for real. Like that's not a daily habit of mine that I use, that I participate in to relax and unwind. Yeah, I pretty much just stick to yoga, creative activities. Oh, I also like to go on a nice little drive. I love going on a cute little drive around the city. Yeah, those are my favorite ways to relax and unwind. Okay, boom. Next question. What is your biggest pet peeve? Okay, this was so easy. Being late. I hate being late. I hate when other people are late. If I'm late, it will actually ruin my whole mood and my whole vibe for wherever I'm trying to go. I used to hate being late to class. I hate being late to work. Like, oh my gosh, that is something that I just can't handle. Like, I don't know why if I'm late, I would rather just not go. (laughs) I'm that type of person. Like, I mean, unless I'm trying to be late on purpose, you know, if I'm trying to. If I'm being late on purpose, that doesn't count. But like, I genuinely love to be on time. I love to be early. Like, I like to have the extra time to find a parking spot, to get myself together, you know, do whatever I need to do. And if I'm late, mm -mm, I don't even want to go no more. I don't want to go no more. I no longer want to participate. I hate being late. That's my biggest, biggest pet peeve. All right, next one. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, this is a good one. How do you prioritize your time and commitments? Y'all, I'm in my selfish girl era right now. My time and my commitments go to whatever I want to (laughs) do. If I don't want to do it, it's not on the list. Like, I definitely prioritize like spending time with my friends and like experiencing new things. And honestly, that's the best way I could describe it. Like anything I want to do, that's the priority right now. If I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. If I don't want to go, I'm not going. And I feel like this is the perfect time, like being in your early 20s, that's the perfect time to prioritize your time and commitments that way. Definitely just doing the things that only you want to do. And of course, you know, I prioritize going to work, you know, get into the money, but spending time with people, making connections and just doing things that I enjoy those are the things at the top of the list right now. Okay, next question is, what is your favorite quote or mantra? Okay, I have a couple actually that I just kind of rotate throughout my mind. But um, the first one is, Kesara Sarah. Obviously, that is a pretty cliche mantra, but it just means whatever will be, will be. And I love to keep that in the back of my mind because at the end of the day, like, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. And what is supposed to happen, it will happen. So why are you worrying about whether or not something will come true for you or whether or not something will be a certain way for you? Because if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. Whatever will be, will be, whether that's good or bad, you know? And then something else, shout out to Ms. Uh Chris Jenner. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> I always say that to myself, like, and I love saying it to myself too, if I'm actually messing something up in the moment, like... I'm still doing amazing. Like, I'm learning. That's why I'm doing amazing. I'm learning something new. I'm still doing amazing, sweetie. And I love telling myself that because this is my first time living. Like, when you really think about it, this is everybody's first time down here. I mean, of course, some people are, you know, wiser than others and things like that, but this is everybody's first time down here. We're doing great. We don't know what's going on. It's like, of a, a perpetual first day of school living on earth is like a perpetual first day at school or work like you never know what to expect like I mean of course we have our daily routines and things that we do every day but you never know what's going on like I don't know and you think about random little things that happen like okay I don't know why this just came to my head but that AT&T outage that happened a couple of days ago everybody was like why my phone don't work like <laughs> And nobody could like nobody could predict that. So, I mean, that's just a small example. And I wasn't even bothered for real. I was like, man, my phone don't work. That's crazy. And I was like, cool, nobody can call me and bother me. But <laughs> it was just like, you know, I didn't wake up like, oh my gosh, everybody who has at ts phone is not going to work today. Like, you never know. But yeah, I always tell myself I'm doing amazing because I don't know what's going on. I'm young even the old people I'm like they don't know what's going on because yeah they've been here a little bit longer than us but like life now is way way different than it was in what 1960 (laughs) 1950 life is way different than it was just 10 years ago like so yeah everybody you're doing amazing and I tell myself that all the time and you should tell yourself that too okay next question What is your favorite type of food and why? Okay, see, these questions are good because I feel like, you know, listeners, y'all are getting to know a little bit about me, but we're still talking about a whole lot of stuff. I love this. Okay, the question was, what is my favorite type of food and why? Okay, so I don't know. This isn't really food. I mean, fruit is food. I was just going to say fruit. I love all kinds of fruits. I love grapes, blueberries, strawberries, watermelon, peaches, nectarines, pineapple, like any fruit. I want it. I love fruit. I want to always keep fruit in the fridge. I want to be a fruit when I grow up. I'm just playing. Okay, look, I do love fruit. But if we're talking about like actual food, I love, love, love Asian food. I love like Chinese takeout. I love sushi. I love Vietnamese food. I love, I, I, see, this. this question is actually terrible because I love all food. I love Mexican food as well. I love Italian food. I love a good burger. But I mean, that's not my first pick. My first pick would probably be like sushi or something like that. I have my favorite, my favorite sushi restaurant. So good. Like sushi is my number one pick for sure. I don't know though, because Italian is a close second. I love a good pasta, a good garlic bread. Oh, okay. Probably a tie between Asian and Italian food. And fruit. Like I said, I really, really, really love fruit. (laughs) Okay, another good question is, how do you handle disagreements or conflicts in a relationship? Chow. Okay, look, so I'm no longer in a relationship. But when I was, I really, really was the person who wanted to talk it through and come to a resolution right then and there. I'm not one of those people that has to go like take a minute to myself and think about it. Like, I want to handle it right now because... I don't want this to continue to be an issue like an hour later when we could have just solved it. But I mean, I don't know if I'm the one who's been hurt in the conflict or the disagreement. I low key am the one to like shut down and isolate a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. Like if my feelings are hurt, then I'm like, I don't really want to talk no more. <laughs> like I don't really want to talk anymore. Like, that's fine. You said what you had to say. Like I be getting but hurt. I be getting my feelings But usually like if it's just a rational little a little spat, you know, like something that's pointless to really be arguing about. I'm like, okay, let's just talk it through. Like, it's fine. Like we can really get through this. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little over eager to talk it through. Like when the situation is still hot, like when it's still like fresh and, you know, maybe the other person wants to take some time to blow off steam or like not talk about it. I'd be like, no, like you're not going to just like not talk to me. But I guess that the, that's the Gemini I me. Like, I want to talk it through, but if I'm the one who needs to cool off, I'd be like, you're going to let me cool off. Like, it's probably definitely a double standard. So I'm, I'm probably a little bit of both. Like, I want to immediately talk it through, or if my feelings are hurt, I don't want to talk no more. Let me be in my little feelings. <laughs> okay, another good one. What is something you're currently working on improving about yourself? Okay, I feel like this is constantly, like something I'm working on and I will continue to work on my entire life. And that's, of course, physical health first. I always want to try to work to make myself more healthy, learn more vitamins. What? (laughs) Learn more about the body and the vitamins it needs and things that maybe um, humans in our generation are deficient in. I want to learn how to get just my body on the best level of health possible, and that's an ongoing journey because I have my days where I'm just like, I need to eat fruit and veggies and fish all day, like a beautiful garden fairy. And then there's other days where I'm like, all right, Taco Bell for breakfast, Chick Fil A for lunch, like <laughs> I I be on my. Mm-mm, my little fat kids zoom. So I'm always constantly, it's always in the back of my head, though, to, you know, always try to be the healthiest you can, get some type of movement in as often as you can, and eat as well as you can. But, you know, everybody had those days when it's just like, hmm, I think I, I see an ice cream cone for breakfast, you know, but that's something I always am working on improving about myself is health, overall health, and that's physical health. In addition to mental health, which kind of goes into something else that I always am working on, which is like self-confidence and self-worth and just, you know, positively affirming myself all the time. And that's really hard. I don't know. I don't know if it's hard for everybody, but it's hard for me because I am such a perfectionist and I feel like things should be a certain way. And when they're not a certain way, whether that's based off of something I saw or something I was told should be a certain way. When it's supposed to be a certain way in my head and it's not that way, I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't right, this ain't right. So definitely um, working on self-worth and self-confidence and just affirming myself, validating myself, um, being secure in all of my thoughts and all of my all of the decisions that I make. And um, yeah, I feel like that's something that a lot of people my age are working on but that's definitely something that I'm working on as well for sure okay so this question kind of piggybacks onto I think the earlier question about how to relax and unwind this question says how do you handle stress and or difficult situations okay I'm not talking about yoga no more but I am a serial journalist I will journal my life away okay I've been keeping journals since I was young probably I'll probably say since I was like eight years old, like I started keeping journals in elementary school. And like, at first it was a cute little like thing that I just wanted to do because I remember in second grade, we read this book. Oh, (laughs) this is embarrassing. Okay. In second grade, we read this book called Diary of a Worm. (laughs) Yo, that sounds so corny. Okay, look. So we read this book called Diary of a Worm and the worm basically like did cute little diary entries every day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finna be like this worm. Like, (laughs) I'm about to keep a diary like this worm. And like, this was before Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Dork Diaries. I read those series too when I got older, but this started in like, oh, seven, oh eight. I was reading Diary of a Worm. And they read that book to the whole class. And like, they were like, okay, this entry was on this date and this time. And I was like, I can do that. I need to be recording everything going on in my life because my little second grade life, I be having, I be having tea going on, Child, When I look at those old entries, I be like, "Girl, what? You got two milks for lunch?" <laughs> the real tea is in the is in the uh, teenage adult journals for real. But oh my gosh, could you just hear the ice maker? I hope, I hope not. Um, anyway, but I definitely. If I'm stressed or if I have too much on my mind, writing I'm writing it down, and I will say like even though it was Diary of a Worm, like that worm really changed my life, like <laughs> like I really started keeping diaries. But because- hold on, no, because I need y'all to know I'm serious. Let me make sure, let me make sure that my memory is serving me correctly. I'm about to type in Diary of a Worm, and make sure that that was a really, that was a real book, because it would be. Okay, see, Diary of a Worm was a real book. It's by Doreen, is that how you pronounce Doreen Cronin? Yeah. yeah. And the Dummery the Dummery. Girl. (laughs) The summary says, this is the Diary of a Worm. This worm lives with his parents, plays with his friends, and even goes to school. But unlike you or me, he never, ew! He never has to take a bath. Ew! He gets to eat his homework, and because he doesn't have legs, he just can't do the hokey pokey no matter how hard he the hokey pokey is this for real is this for real i'm regretting reading the summary because now i'm like what were they reading us in second grade like our parents really just sent us to this place all day and they was reading us stuff like this (sighs) anyway like i said that worm changed my life Hold on, does this worm have a name? Let me click the Amazon link. See if they'll give me some details. Wait, there was Diary of a Spider and Diary of a Fly? Why I didn't know about the other insects. Is a worm an insect? Hmm. Oh, wait, it says the book is by Doreen Cronin and Harry Bliss. My bad, Harry. I'm going to give you a credit too. Okay, and I guess the worm doesn't have a name. Because, no oh my gosh Doreen also wrote click clack moo." how's that type do y'all remember that story I feel like only gen z listeners know what I'm talking about gen z in America and the south because yeah okay um yeah worm don't have a name but yeah that was the worm that really started my journaling journey um and i've been keeping journals ever since we heard that story in elementary school but yeah and i write pages on pages like when i journal it's unless i'm in a time crunch or like i just need to write something down really fast to get it out of my brain my journal entries be like 5 to 10 pages like <laughs> i'd be writing my life away because i feel like there like when i'm writing something in my journal that's that is the only judgment free zone in life and, like, I always tell people too, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I'm like, get a notebook, write everything down and put it somewhere that you know, no, or whatever. I mean, I never had any issues with people like checking my journal. I was really blessed to grow up in a household where everybody in my household like respected that and nobody was trying to be like looking for my journal and reading stuff in there. I still have journals at my home that I grew up in and I'm pretty sure they in the same place I left them. Like, everybody in my house really respected like, that privacy, that I was writing everything in there, all my innermost thoughts, every boy I had a crush on, everything that upset me, little and big and small. Like my journal is my brain dumping grounds for sure. And that's the main way that I've always handled stress. Like, I don't know, because I always had an issue trusting people with like my inner innermost thoughts And being able to just have somewhere where I could write everything. And I could even, like, rip it out if it was just too much. Like, I could rip it out, rip it up, throw it in the trash. But I still was able to get it out of my mind. And that helped me, like, not hold so many thoughts in my mind. Okay. Anyway, I didn't mean to talk for 2,030 minutes about, you know, a worm in a journal. But, yeah, to answer the question, that's how I That's how I handle stress and or difficult situations. Okay, and since I brought up the childhood story, I guess we'll go into this question, which is, what is your favorite childhood memory? Oh my gosh, my favorite childhood memory. Again, I'm so blessed that I have quite a few, but oh my gosh, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite, but the one I think that sticks out to me the most was my Probably my tenth birthday party and it was so fun. I'm a Gemini, so my birthday's in the summertime, it's in June. And for my tenth birthday party, my mom was like, What do you want to do? Like you're double digits. This is this is gonna be a big birthday party. And I was like, Girl, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like <laughs> I never know what to do. Like I never know how to plan anything. Like my brain just goes blank and I have zero ideas. Even back then, she was like, What you wanna do? I was like, I don't know, I'm stressed, I don't know. But she planned this amazing birthday party for me. She got a water slide and it was in the backyard. And um, some of my friends from school, she let me pick who I wanted to invite. And um, she got invitations and I took them to school and I invited my friends. And I think that was third grade. I turned 10, mm, maybe fifth grade. I don't know. But I got to invite my favorite peoples from my elementary school and Invited them all over. And it was so crazy because I remember the weather was supposed to be terrible that day. And I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to cancel my 10th birthday party. <laughs> I'm going to have to cancel my 10th birthday party. Like, this is so bad. The weather was beautiful literally all day through the party. And as soon as we wrapped it up, you know, we was kids. So the party over with at like four o'clock. Like, let's pack it up. Everybody get their kids. Let's go home. Like, <laughs> and as soon as the party was wrapping up, That's when the clouds started coming together and it was like about to start pouring rain. And I was like, wow, God really said enjoy your birthday, Pookie. Like I remember that we were so stressed about the weather, but we had so much fun. We got that water slide and it had like a pool at the bottom. So, you know, you slide down, obviously, and then you land in the water. Like (laughs) it's pretty self-explanatory. Oh, and I also remember that my mom baked this cake for me and it's because i think we saw it on like a magazine you know those magazines were way bigger back in like the early 2000s and i remember this cake was on the cover of a magazine and my mom recreated it for me for my birthday and it was just like a one layer sheet cake but the decor y'all my mother was a master cake decorator okay so she made the cake look like a beach so like she crushed up crushed up graham crackers i think it was to like mimic sand and then I think added, like, blue icing and stuff to make it look like water, obviously. And then I think maybe, like, I don't know if it was, like, marshmallows or something to mimic sea foam. And she made chairs, little chairs out of, I think... I don't know. Was it like sour belts or something like that? And then put gummy bears so it looked like the gummy bears were chilling on a rainbow beach chair. And then of course those little like umbrellas, the little parasol umbrellas that come in like drinks and stuff now. But she put those on there to look like the gummy bears were chilling under the umbrella. And I was like, oh, and the little gummy sharks to make it look like there were sharks in the water. She really ate that cake down, like. <laughs> and I think about how much effort it probably took for her to make that, and it's just. That's probably one of my favorite childhood memories because it's just like, wow, I was so loved like, and I realize now as I'm older and of course, family dynamics have changed and you know, people grow up and like I said, things change, but I'm so thankful for that memory among many others, like that cake bust down. Also, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I still have not ordered the mic and now I feel like I'm overthinking. I'm like, is the audio trash? Like like I said, we're still small audience. We're still growing. So like, I'm not press press, but I'm like, is the iPhone audio failing me? Like, does it sound terrible? Oh, I'm overthinking it. I need to go ahead and just get the mic and stop playing. But if the audio sounds weird or I sound weird, don't say nothing. <laughs> don't say nothing. Okay. I think I've been recording for like 30 minutes. So I might do a couple more questions. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, here's another good one. How do you handle setbacks or failures, bro? I'm not even gonna lie. I be crying. (laughs) Things that I see as a setback or a failure, I am butthurt. Like, I even I'm not even gonna try to give you some like motivational business. Like, being set back or feeling like you failed at something just feels terrible. And honestly, I just feel it. Like, I feel the sadness. I feel the the empty feeling that terrible feeling that sits over you when you feel like you failed at something I just sit in it and wait for it to be over like (laughs) I remember specifically a time where okay I didn't even fail so I don't even know if this counts but at the time I felt like I failed so I was applying to colleges and I applied to UGA and I was really like at that time I was like UGA is my school I'm going to UGA I went on the little tour I was like "Mm mm-hmm Y'all, I didn't even, I wasn't even feeling UGA like that. Like when I went on my, um, where did I go? Okay. I just remember feeling more excited at other college tours at UGA. I was just looking around like, "Mm, so this is college. But I tried to like make myself feel like that was my school because I was just ready to get out of my hometown. But long story short, UGA didn't um, accept me for early admission directly. They deferred me or something like that. And I was so hurt, y'all. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I did all of this hard work in high school just for you, Jay, to think that I'm not good enough for early admission. Like, I was so hard on myself. I literally remember the day I got that deferral letter. I literally was crying in my dad's arm. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> ugly crying in that man's arms. Like, I was like, I'm a failure. Like, And he was like, no, you're not, like. You're gonna get in, you know, being an encouraging dad. Love him. But I was so hurt. And honestly, that's how I handle every setback or failure. Like, I be so hurt. Maybe I should, like, come up with something healthy. I mean, I'd be journaling too, like I said, but, like, I just be whining and crying. (laughs) Is that a healthy way to handle setbacks or failures? Probably not. I don't know. A psychologist would probably say that's healthy. Don't everybody be talking about feeling your feelings now? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to tell y'all to cry too. Yeah. Cry whenever you're set back or you fail. Period. <laughs> okay. Let's do two more questions. This next one is How do you handle change or uncertainty? Okay. I like this. It's this a little, it's a little deep one. Okay. So honestly, because I feel like we as humans, almost kind of crave this sense of comfort and familiarity. I feel like when I'm feeling uncertain about something or a big change is occurring in my life, I try to bring some type of comfort towards, I get, yeah, some type of comfort into the new change or the situation, some sense of familiarity. Like when I moved this past August, I immediately was like, okay, I got to make this place home because I don't even stay here for real. Like this is not my, like, and I think for the first couple weeks, I couldn't even, like, fathom that it was home. I was, like, going to the apartment. Like, <laughs> as I continued to make it home, you know, decorate a little bit, light some candles, play some music. I began to just, you know, make myself feel more comfortable. And it kind of eased the, I mean, the transition was still hard, but kind of eased the discomfort, that feeling of uncomfort that came with being in a new place and to kind of go like into that second half of the question which is how do you handle uncertainty I'm not gonna lie I be asking like my mom and dad and my best friends like what they think about stuff which again I mentioned I'm trying to work on that too I'm trying to learn how to just like validate myself make my own decisions and be like yeah girl you're right (laughs) because me I'm going to be like, I'm going to say what you think in a heartbeat. I'm going to ask my mom, my dad, my best friends. I'm going to be like, what y'all think about this? I'm trying to do better about that and just know, like, if I ask them, just know I asked myself 10,000 times before I finally caved and asked them for advice. But anything I'm uncertain about, I, you know, ask the people around me. I try to pray as well, but... Y'all know, sometimes you feel like you're praying into the void. But I guess I got to do better on my end looking for answers from, you know, from God as well. But I also do those things whenever I need to get through an uncertain area or phase in my life for sure. Okay, this is fun. I'm going to do two more questions, though. Two more questions. Okay, what is the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Girl, nothing. That's one of my goals for this year. I want to do more adventurous things. I want to travel more places. Y'all, where my passport? I don't have a passport. I'm 23, no passport, y'all. Twenty-three, never been on an airplane. Ooh, I might need to cut that out. I never been on an airplane, y'all. I ain't been nowhere. I've only been to the surrounding states, like North Carolina, Florida, Georgia. That's where I am. But I've only been I ain't even been to Texas, like I ain't even been into Megan territory. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, that's one of my goals though. To go on a nice little adventurous trip, maybe a little zip line, you know, I'm down the zip line I'm not gonna be ziplining over Mount everest, you know, nothing crazy like that, but you know maybe something fun like indoor skydiving I'm not I'm not jumping on no plane for real, but that's definitely one of my goals this year is to just you know seek a little bit more adventure, go to some places, get on an airplane like. I'm too grown for this at this point and now because I feel like I've waited till I've gotten an adult to do these things now there's this little fear behind it like oh my gosh what if I get on this airplane and don't get off like <laughs> that's why I'm like I just need to hurry up and get it out of the way because now there's like this anxiety building behind it and I just need to do it so the most adventurous thing hold on wait no I still have to answer the question what's the most adventurous thing that I've done Y'all, I literally cannot think of a single thing. Oh my gosh, hold on. (laughs) Y'all, this is sad. Like, is getting tattoos adventurous? Does that count as an adventurous activity? Because I've gotten quite a few tattoos at this point. I think I have like 17. Some of them are small. Don't be like, oh, she tatted. No, I'm mildly tatted. I guess getting tattoos is adventurous. I don't know. I got to work on it. I'm definitely getting more tattoos. So we'll continue to experience that adventure. Maybe I could get tattooed in a new place. That's not Georgia. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, we'll just say the most adventurous thing I've done is get tattoos. Yeah. Okay, I'm making this the last question because I really got into it. And I was like, I'm about to be answering questions. I might just go ahead and answer all 40. I'm not doing that because then I'm finna have to edit all 40. Okay, so last question. Very simple. Very cutesy. What is your favorite book and or movie and why? Okay, favorite movie of all time, Kill Bill. Quentin Tarantino, Kill Bill, the first one and volume two. I'm not even about to try to choose which one I like better. I love them both equally. I usually watch them back to back. Like they just do it for me. It has everything. It has the love. It has the action. It has the gore. It has the, you know, that kind of old timey vintage film aesthetic that, You don't really get in movies. I mean, you get it in the occasional, like, A24 film, but you don't really get that vibe anymore. So I just love to hang on to the Kill Bill movies. I love it. And my favorite scene is when, like, at the end... Okay, as much as I've seen this movie, I shouldn't know these people's names, but at the end of... See, and I will be watching the movies back-to-back, so I don't even know what the end of the first one is. Anyway, the scene where... um... My girl, Miss Uma Thurman, she basically like slices the girl's head off, but it's not her whole head. It's just her like hairline, but the way she sliced it so perfectly with the sword, she didn't even know she died. Like, (laughs) old girl was like, "Mm, my scalp feels a little bit loose. (laughs) Y'all, every time I see that scene, it hits the same every time. I'm like, girl... Your literal wig is about to fall off like not your fake wig you didn't buy that from the beauty supply store your actual scalp is about to slide off the top of your head like and it's crazy because she literally just decapitated her yo okay if you haven't seen this movie it sounds crazy and i'm spoiling it but like i don't believe in spoilers because if you tell me something's gonna happen in a movie and i'm seeing it for the first time i I don't know what you're talking about like i'm i haven't experienced it yet so just know I'll probably be spoiling some stuff on this podcast because I don't really believe in spoilers but if you haven't seen the Kill Bill movies watch them they're on Hulu you should watch them and then my favorite books y'all my reading game has been so slack I still have not finished A Court of Thorns and Roses like I'm halfway through it literally directly halfway through it. and I just I'm not picking her back up and I feel bad because I love the storyline like it's a great story It was very well written but I just like I have not picked it back up. I'm going to finish it, though. I literally, y'all, I used to be such a super reader. I literally got awards in school for reading so much. And now that I'm older, I'm like, a book? I'm just playing. I still love books. And I love going to Barnes & Noble for fun. But I, I feel like maybe I just need, like, a really gripping story that I can relate to and really get sucked into to kind of break that, like, reading barrier. But um, I really remember loving the Maximum Ride series growing up. I want to say it was by James Patterson. I'm not quite sure. But I love the Maximum Ride series. It's about these kids who like you know, they were kind of like raised in a lab. See, this book, this story was really ahead of its time because I feel like these kids were made off some like egg implantation science that wasn't really popular back then when these books were popular, which is like the early 2000s, I believe. But these kids are basically like infused with avian DNA. So like they have wings and stuff. They're really birds. And I don't know, the story is just like, The stories did it for me. There was, again, love, action, everything I need. I need to have romance and action. I can't just have love by itself, action by itself, drama by itself. I need all three. That's my type of story, whether it's a book or a movie. So Kill Bill movies and the Maximum Ride series. Those are my favorite books and movies. Okay, that was the last question. I'm not going to ask anymore, but I'm definitely going to save the ones that I did not answer for the next Freely Speaking Q&A sesh. I hope it was entertaining. I hope it wasn't boring. And I hope that learning my answers to these questions was not a waste of your time (laughs) if you decided to listen all the way through. And if you did listen all the way through, thank you. Thank you so much. It really warms my heart that a few people want to listen to what I have to say. Because, y'all, I really be talking about nothing. But it's just like I still want to talk about it. Everybody just wants to, I feel like, dump out their thoughts. And I clearly have so many because I'd be writing them down in the journals like I just mentioned. And now I get on here running my mouth. Like, okay. Anyways, like I said, I really appreciate it if you listen all the way to the end. Um, Definitely turn on your notifications on Spotify. Oh, my gosh. We're on Apple Podcasts now. We're not just on Spotify. So if you like Apple Podcasts better, turn on your notifications there so you won't miss whenever I post a new episode. And I'm going to try to promise that it won't be another week without a new episode. I know my girl Stephanie, she probably like, "Mm, took you long enough. (laughs) But finally got a new episode recorded for you guys. Don't forget to turn on your post notifications on Spotify and now Apple Podcasts. We're trying to go, you know, we're trying to get on multiple platforms. But for now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have an Instagram page now. Follow us at the Freely Speaking Pod. You can follow me on Instagram. I think it's underscore kate.johnson underscore. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of the Freely Speaking Podcast. Okay, bye!